Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with my good buddy, Toasty of not Toaster. I don't even, I don't, I can't keep up with your names, Toasty. I think I haven't changed in a while. Is it just have Toasty of not here still? I, I think, think maybe that is, but yeah, it's it's right on. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back, everybody. We've got our patrons because it is time to talk with our patrons for the end of January 2023 already. We're already a quarter. Well, not a quarter, a 12th. That's the right number of the way through the year. That's crazy. Uh, and we've got some patrons here to join us. We have Crow joining us again. Crow, what's up? How's it going, man? Hey, not too bad. I paused Smallville to be on here. Well, thank you for putting us as a higher priority than Smallville. Um, we've got Ben of Tamaria also joining us again. Hey, Ben. Hello. Good well, to be back. Yeah, welcome back. And Genesis with her cat. The cat is always here. The cat, the cat is always here. And uh, this week we are discussing, uh, because we haven't had a chance to talk with our patrons yet about Blood Origin... But that's what we're going to do today. You guys thought you had heard the last of us talking about it, but don't worry. Good you're, show. You're not going to hear you're not going to hear me and Toasty complain or or talk about what we would change. Instead, we're going to hear what our patrons will first of all think if they've seen it and if they've only seen parts of it or seen things about it, they're well aware of what the complaints are, what they would actually change and how they would manage that if they were to uh, do it themselves. So let's get this kicked off. Who so who has seen it? I know some of you guys haven't seen it. Ben has seen it. Ben's raising his hand. Ben, I know you've got thoughts. You want to start us off? Yeah, they shouldn't have made it. They shouldn't have made it. <laughs> just like, nope, just like not at I, all. The, my main thing is if you're going to do a show for The Witcher, keep accurate to the canonical lore mm-hmm. but i understand making alterations because tv and whatnot and yeah this is a, a show that was you know based on you know events well before the books and all that so it's all new stuff but like they just straight up broke lore yeah in this entire show and right it just irks me and i was like no yeah like well there's already pre-existing stuff from the first season of the freaking standard show that they just bright uh just broke yeah so let's i'll play devil's advocate here uh but but ben they break the lore ever since season one what makes this one so different (laughs) ben's just laughing (laughs) i mm uh let's see uh why weren't you so upset with season one then huh because they broke the lore back then not yes and no like uh, season one was probably the most accurate out of uh, what we got i mean it was just the short stories there was just little tweaks right yeah it was was very like it was more accurate to the original work major major changes Right, I agree. And, and Crow, feel free to chime in. Crow, Crow had some thoughts too. You want to chime in on this? Yeah, uh, I was just going to kind of say that, like, I feel like what Ben was saying is the fact that they went back and broke their own lore from season one. It's not like they're steering, I mean, they are steering well away from the books, but the fact that they've gone back and 
broken things that they've written themselves away from the books mm-hmm. as well. What are some examples of that, Ben? Like, what are the uh, things that come well, to mind? Well, the whole thing about witchers being sterile. Right. So, yeah, one of the, the premise here is, uh, and, and we hear it in Blood Origin of, oh, let me tell you about the first witcher. So now you're defining this as the first witcher. And so therefore it is like all the other witchers. It's just the first one and yet isn't sterile. Right. And as also an elf. That's what you're trying Which to say. The, 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 the first witcher being an elf doesn't irk me as much because, OK, <clears throat> that I can I can see because there is a, a, a elf witcher. Mm-hmm. We do have an elven witcher from the school of the cat that is like legitimate. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't irk me too much on that. It's just the whole point of the whole kid thing, them having a kid not being sterile. And it's like, okay, well that, if that's the case, that completely destroys Geralt's entire story. Was the whole point of yeah. the whole family thing with him. Oh, Genesis has words. I do have words. <laughs> this is this uh, is a small group of us, so feel free to just chime in. Let's let's see where this goes. Um, so about the whole sterility thing, and I can't believe that I'm going to go on the side of Blood Origin on here, but we know that the if this was the true first Witcher, then that's the first iteration of it. Then there's generations of other Witchers beyond that. The mutagens have changed. The elder blood that they use to create the Witcher has also diminished over time. The magic has shifted and the world itself is different. So what happened to the first dude isn't going to be the exact same process or outcome as what happened to the most recent Witcher created. So, it's so I can a witcher see that in... sterility wouldn't... Huh? So um, to to back you up on this, so it's a Witcher in idea, but not in complete mechanical function, the same way as the later ones. Right, and that's why he looks a little bit different. What's why he gets vampire diary version eyes instead <laughs> of how we see Geralt doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because he's different, and so his sterility could also just be a the a. a mutagen a mutagen of the mutagens i guess mm-hmm. or i mean if you really want to play this up something that the mages later on added in because they didn't want the word witchers to be having children all over the place maybe they concocted yeah. it to function that way i mean you come up with all sorts of different storylines as to why that is the case but i get what you're saying it's a witcher in concept but it's in the, in the idea of mutagens and and beast blood and like like these all these connections into a person to turn them into something more powerful than they were before in in the simplest terms it's that as a witcher but not in specific terms the way they are later Mm -hmm. well and kind of going off of that like again obviously i didn't raise my hand i haven't watched it i don't know what process they put him through for that first iteration but again like jim was saying like Maybe back then it was something like one in 10 kids could be turned into witchers instead of the four in 10, you know, the much greater odds we have now. So maybe it was something kind of them adding destiny or so into the formula where if witchers weren't able to, like, uh, I guess, reproduce, then if they could only get children of surprises or children of destiny to become witchers, their survival kind of went up because of the destiny factor yeah the the witcher in this version is an adult so they're not a child 
they're not they're not they don't go through they, they call it the trial of the grasses but really it's just they, they give them some potions they do some magic stuff and then overnight boom now now there's something different they're just a different thing and that's just it like there's the rest of the witchery stuff around it we like it's not really the same thing so i don't know why my brain is so stuck on this whole sterility point but that the fact i didn't even put the two together that these were all prepubescent children mm -hmm. who went through the child through the trials and then the first witcher was already an adult grown man therefore he had gone through testosterone based uh puberty right he had built that up while these kids hadn't so maybe they're sterile because they never went through normal puberty yeah like it locks that their bodies into a certain but yeah uh, well yeah yes you could argue that <laughs> we could get into the nitty-gritty details of biology but we won't go that far um no. so okay so we, we've got that stuff we've got the whole the whole witcher difference thing uh we've kind of rabbit trailed from uh ben your original point of you just wouldn't have made this series at all do you yeah it's just i don't know like the story didn't grab me too well compared to like you know season one because i expected to see like going into like season one of the witcher <clears throat> based off the books and everything i expected i know what was going to happen and even so it's still wanting me to keep watching more mm -hmm. blood origins didn't do that for me i don't know why it just and I, I had to like force myself to continue watching, even though if it's only four episodes, it's it still was just dragging and just like I was not catching me. Like season one and season two of The Witcher, like I binged it within like a day. Right, like right. Blood Origins, it took me like a week just to try force myself to watch it. <laughs> you know, I, when you mentioned that, I, I agree. I had the same experience. I think that there's something even even having even knowing the stories before you saw them, or at least what would have been the stories until they started changing things a lot. But even knowing a significant amount about the way the stories go in the first two seasons of the regular Witcher, there was still that feeling every episode of of, oh, what's going to happen next? Who else are, mm -hmm. might they introduce? Like, what else will we see? What will how will this dynamic between these two characters play out in the next episode? There's a lot of that, like mystery and wondering about how they were going to do that with this series. It became like, OK, here's all here's all the pieces on the chessboard and they're all like this. And pretty much what you expect to happen is probably going to happen. And if it did, if it didn't, it was more of this feeling of like, well, that was weird why did they do that <laughs> you know like did you guys feel the same way about that Ben, did you have that same kind of feeling? oh yeah yeah i mean like with like season one and season two like they did subtle changes to where it would like pique your interest is like oh well that's a little different like and then it's like end of episodes like we'll have to watch more this one's like hey here's stuff and like next episodes here's more stuff and like it progresses like slowly and builds up and it's like eh. so it's it's kind of like we could have gotten a knights of, or like a old republic era of star wars but instead we got the disney trilogy kind of yeah it's kind of like that yeah you, you could say you could say it's something kind of like that um I'd rather watch the disney trilogy <laughs> but i i get what you're i get the analogy you're making uh on that uh crow okay so if we were to, um, Ben, in your opinion, if you were to do some sort of 
prequel type of ep- like content series mm-hmm. and he didn't do this what would you have done instead like you can clearly tell they were trying to give us so, a, an image of like uh, an idea of the conjunction of the spheres and some of these key points in history how would I you have handled it the whole like trying to like show the conjunction but honestly you really don't need to show that in my point of view like we know the conjunction happened we know there's monsters like that's all we really need to know we don't need to see the actual event because it's just planes just melded together ported a bunch of stuff in and that's it yeah it's it's almost Um, undescribable but also not that super exciting all at the same time right (laughs) so as a prequel series honestly what they should have done is do a prequel series of the founding of uh the school of the wolf or like just the first witcher school and then you see them branch off do other schools like the school of the cat school of the griffin which are the canon ones from the books that's what they should have done honestly and like that way we see witchers being like you know the origins of how witchers become witchers and all that stuff in live action but still get that prequel essence i got you yeah because you're still going back to some sort of origin point for the witchers without Mm -hmm. having to go back to the conjunction of the spheres correct and on top of that like what the founding of the first witcher school was at least what four or five hundred years prior before Geralt's time so it's still like what 500 years after the conjunction yeah well it depends on the timeline if you're doing book timeline or if you're doing tv series timeline because they totally move that stuff around the um the tv series was like 1200 years before the current time period i'm pretty sure that's isn't that accurate someone accurate think i think it's only looked, like no. eight or nine hundred yeah, yeah to the way the books describe it yeah i think, uh. I think it hits like seven eight hundred yeah uh, okay yeah it's shorter <clears throat> so i'm kind of with ben on this one where like if i was to propose a prequel series i kind of think of um nightmare of the wolf like where Vesemir, like he gets turned into the the witcher and stuff like we see him as his childhood and like what leads to him becoming a witcher but then it flashes through that quick montage of like him getting the coins raining down on him and he's like even though he's still a witcher he's like kind of a celebrity sort of like he's super successful i think turning that little montage into a series especially if it's just gonna be a mini series and seeing that in live action probably would have been kind of cool like having the adventures of him being like in the prime of his witcher career but then also maybe with some flashbacks of him as a kid like yeah kind of going through and training and stuff yeah it occurs to me that there might be a reason why even though that animated series does break from the lore in certain ways that that still worked better was because it it felt true to the themes and the tone of what we know about the Witcher universe. You have a character who goes through a character arc. So he like he's this cocky young guy. He only wants coin, but then he comes out of the other side and ends up doing things for a, a more fundamentally good reason. Um, you've got that development. You have you have tragedy. You have all of these things that work the same way, very similarly to the stories, stories that we know about Geralt. But you go to Blood Origin and the format of that story is just all over the place. It doesn't really tell. It's it's not in the same spirit of those other stories. What do you guys think? Do you think that's that's accurate? Jen, did you watch the animated series? You saw that one, right? 
Uh, no, I did not watch the Vesemir Tales. No. Um, I plan on it, but anime is not generally my thing, so it'll take a lot for me to watch an animated series. Yeah, no, I get well, you. Just, I get you. It's an animated movie. It's yeah. just like one. It's just a movie. Oh, it's but, a yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. It's pretty quick. And honestly, you would like the look of Vesemir. Just saying, because <laughs> he's a handsome guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. There's some. <laughs> just think Geralt, but younger. Yeah. Yeah. You got that. All right. So, Jen, speaking of speaking of you, what, what do you think about like a prequel series? Do you, do you think that this would have been a good time frame and just would have done something different? Or would you have picked a different time period? I like the idea of prequel series, especially if it builds on to the story that I already love. You know, if it had been. A, what do we know about the dwarf before he meets up with Geralt? Not much. What do we know about a lot of the side characters from the books and from the lore and even from the games that we all know and like, but we just don't know a whole lot about their history. I think it definitely could have been another major player side character to learn more about. Just a little bit earlier in the timeline rather than 12, <laughs> 12 right. centuries. Don't go back to the very beginnings. Plus... Um, to add on to that, I would think if they would have done something like that with elves and dwarves and all like the different races, not have witchers. Be in the witcher universe, but like don't, don't have a witcher as a main witcher. protagonist or something to do with the story to diverge from it. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. I mean, we can see like uh, Makahem in its like glory before like it's like basically in ruins at this point. Right, right. Yeah, you could go back to that time period. You could you could even follow characters like Zoltan, or you know, like any of these other like like uh, Jen was saying, these side characters. Or I mean, who knows? I mean, you could have had a. I mean, we call him Dandelion because of the the other stories. But um, what's his name? Uh, Yaskir. Yaskir. You could have had like Yaskir. a little Yaskir miniseries where he goes off and gets into some sort of crazy trouble without Geralt, and how does he survive? You know, and then certain other characters show up, and it could have had you know the wacky adventures of. <laughs> dandelion or something like that that could have been a thing so yeah there there's a lot of other variety of options here crow yeah i was just gonna say like i do kind of like expanding on jen's idea a little bit where we could have a whole separate series that like could potentially run like parallel to the main witcher series where it does explore your like it could be just an episode to episode thing instead of like an overarching story where maybe one episode we focus on what Yarpin's doing. It could introduce Zoltan. Uh, we could get introduced to Shawnee, like all these other characters. And then uh, that could just be kind of an introduction to them for them to eventually be brought into the main series. Yeah, I, I'd watch that just because of the love for the characters I already have and seeing what they're doing that's not tied directly to Geralt. And there's a lot of really cool characters that show up across the stories. I mean, like we, you could go even further afield and end up with some really cool. Like, what if you had a series that was based on a vampire? Right? Like the Ooh. vampire's perspective as the main character, right? Like 
totally could be a possibility because we know there are some quote unquote not necessarily that evil vampires out in the world you know that, that do different things just have an entire like side series of just regis right i mean you could do regis you could do there's a few others you could pick um that you could pick these characters that are like the the point of view of a monster that's not really a monster that's kind of but again that feels very much more true to the the spirit of the witcher because that's how people view witchers is as monsters in themselves that slay other monsters and they're not really human or whatever right they're kind of different they're treated differently so why not take on the perspective of another monster that's also not really a monster that's probably more human than most of the humans that could totally be that would make me oh yeah that definitely makes me think of like um definitely a perspective you could do is i I don't know if anybody here has watched the being human series i've kind of been rewatching it so there's it's the premise sounds like the start of a bad joke it's a werewolf a vampire and a ghost all living together in a house um but anyway the vampire character he's trying to because there's more classic vampire where they have to drink blood to survive so he works at a hospital he's trying to drink you know donated blood so he doesn't attack anybody and he's keeping himself out of the like vampire politics and stuff while trying to live a normal kind of human life and so i think that'd be kind of a cool perspective is yeah maybe having like a, a higher vampire that doesn't have to kill like mm-hmm. to survive so like blood could just play as like kind of a taboo element into it but not only him trying to survive kind of like regis among the humans and like um semi-normal life but not only happen to try and avoid other higher vampires but then also you could paint the witcher like certain just unnamed witcher characters as sort of like a bad guy like a like a bounty hunter or something that's trying to get after him just because he's a vampire or another witcher yeah like i mean it could be like yeah absolutely you could play that stuff up really really well what do you think toasty toasty's i've been doing all the talking what do you think about this? Like, what do you think about like a Regis spinoff? I mean, I, I'm a me Toasty the individual is probably going to watch any vampire spinoff from a, <laughs> a a series that I like. So, but do you think uh, outside of just yourself that it would work as a series for other people? That it would be a good idea. I mean, like, I think a lot of people uh, generally uh do like these stories for you know how the like the characters that we see and you know grow to love and stuff so probably and it's an interesting perspective so um my brain is tired <laughs> okay all right well tell you what um, we'll give your brain a break we'll go thank our patrons we'll take our mid break and then i've got some other questions for you guys so be ready for that we'll be right back very well let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right. This is the part of the show where we get to thank our patrons. So these guys and our other patrons as well, all 16 of our current patrons. Thank you so much for your support. Also, we got to shout out our higher vampires, Ben of Tamaria, who's here with us. And Jared M., thank you so much for your support as well. We don't have any, anybody new this week to shout out. But if you do sign up, we'll 
We'll call your name out on the show and you'll be able to get ad free episodes. Join us on future episodes like this. It all depends on which tier you sign up for. So head over to patreon.com slash Witcher Lorecast. Check out all the different tiers, all the different stuff and see if you'd like to help us support or help support us that I all of a sudden my sentences just don't work all of a sudden. But uh, <laughs> moving on, we uh, also would love if you would help us out with some reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you give us a five star review, we'll read that out on a future episode of the show. You're also welcome to rate us on Spotify or anywhere else that you listen to us. And we'll we'll be very appreciative because all of that stuff helps way more than you'll ever know. So thank you to everybody for all of your support and to all of our patrons. You guys make this possible. And now time to get back to the show. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. Yeah, Dantron in chat asks, how much is there truth behind the witchers originating from elves? Yeah, there's nothing in the books about that, as far as we know. Uh, Crow, you raising your hand? You want to chime in? Yeah, I just want to throw this out real quick before we get to whatever we got in store for the second half of the show. Um, just the fact that we're, we've are we been spitballing for like a good 20, 25 minutes and coming up with all these much more interesting ideas. And then the fact that Blood Origins is what we got is kind of sad on a certain level. Yeah. Not we're not creative individuals, but we're also not the ones in charge. We're Well, yes, we're also not the ones that have to get paid for, who are getting paid for this. We're also not having to write out the entire series. Like it's one thing to come up with a concept. It's another to be able to flesh it out completely. So dialogue writing is the most frustrating thing you will come across. It's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> like being a writer is hard work. So like I do on some level, I do feel for them. I'm like, I think I don't think it was a terrible idea to do a show about the conjunction of the spheres and how monsters came into this world and where humans came from and all of that stuff. That sounds like a cool concept. The de- just the the delivery of it just wasn't it just wasn't super great. It just felt kind of like a fan fiction more than an actual full fledged you know Netflix series, right? So that's kind of the the tough part there. One of the other things that happens in Blood Origin is we get we get what two monsters? We see two monsters, I believe. There's the big one. There's the real big one that shoots the funny laser beams out of its tentacle things. The beast. The beast. And then there's the centipede, the giant centipede thing, right? Neither of which actually match any of the monsters that we know from lore. We get giant centipedes. Centipedes. We well, get centipedes. Okay. The giant centipede. Skull, but Skullopendromorph. But it looks very different from any of the ones that we've seen. It's, 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 I'm not, it's like, different. It's weird. I'm not against it looking different because, you know, just like, everyone else like monsters evolved to their environments that thing was obviously on a very like wet aquatic planet and was a water-based one like yeah all of that can be explained away with that like centipede doesn't really make me angry the other thing (laughs) whatever that the the beast is the giant thing that's what i have to say the other thing right so (laughs) if if you guys were to have like and for those of you who haven't seen this yet uh the big bad magic guy pulls into the continent through a portal a giant monster that does his bidding for him in order to kill his adversaries and all of that and then protect the castle or something which just flies around instead of inventing some just wacky thing that shoots laser beams at stuff and has multiple tentacles is there a creature we already know about that you would have gone to instead like if if he had the power to 
control a monster, why not? Why why go with something that's completely made up when you could reference back to even something that we've seen in the first two seasons of The Witcher and be like, oh, it's it, maybe it's an even more giant version of something we've seen before, and so that's that's terrifying because we saw how Geralt had a hard time fighting that thing, and now they they have to deal with this. You know, how are they going to do it? What would you guys do if you could pull in a monster? Geralt had trouble fighting monsters. Well, he, I mean, he gets he gets hit and knocked down and like looks like, like he's about to say, like, and, and he things. like almost one shot everything. Yeah, he, he kind of obliterates um, stuff. But there are times where he like, honestly, like there are moments where like his sword goes away and he's like, you know, uh, he's you know, whatever, <laughs> like he can't get to his sword and like that kind of stuff. Honestly, if, if they could have brought any monster onto the small screen with the series, it should have been the fiend, the fiend. I was going to say the exact same thing. Okay. So like it, why the fiend? The yeah. Fiend, well, it's iconic. It's like they use it on all the promos for a lot of the books and for the games itself. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the fiend is terrifying because of its third eye. Cause you know, it can cause illusions. It can cause complete darkness. Like, it, yeah, like, like anybody would have like who isn't not a witcher would have complete like they would just they would just die and yeah, it, to- like, it totally could have worked into the storyline because the fiend could have shown up it would have hypnotized or just put everybody who was at that that assembly in darkness and then off them all individually while they're all panicking right mm-hmm. you don't need laser beams coming out of the eyes and then if you have an elf dude who turned into some sort of witcher thing maybe it doesn't affect him the same way because He's not a human anymore, right? And now he's able to actually fight it on on its own terms, and you don't have to throw a gigantic stone sword at it in the sky or whatever. I think you might be onto something, Ben. What do you guys think, Crow? Jen, what do you think, Fiend? Do you have another? Uh, I definitely monster? had something else in mind, but Fiend is like ten times better. I think that it, for any series, again, I haven't watched it, but for any series. A giant minotaur cow thing with psychic powers is always going to like be the best final boss. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jen, what do you think? You think fiend, or do you have another idea? Uh, no, I really like the fiend. As soon as you were asking these questions, I was like, well, you know what? In defense of the show, and I'm just going to play devil's advocate for the rest of the night because I can. Um, sure, why not? For I'll go back to the same thing that this is so far in the past that of course the monsters look different. They haven't evolved to where they are now, you know? So it's whatever monsters they created, maybe they're the great, great granddaddy of the ones that we see now. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, this beast but, thing is the great granddaddy thing, of. It doesn't really this match thing anything. is not a monster. It's an alien. It's a really bad, like eighties alien. It, honestly or like a 60s b-movie alien like giant thing with tentacles that shoots laser beams like it is like toasty's right it's straight out of a b-movie it's it's a sci-fi movie villain yeah so I mean, they pulled it from a different sphere than the one that we're used to seeing the monsters <laughs> come from yeah the b-movie scene Probably. sphere <laughs> the, yeah, the sphere yeah, where yeah. all the b-movie monsters all live yeah, the the bad together. cgi sphere <laughs> the that bad, one in particular monsters yeah I mean, it was poorly. It was the concept of it is like, eh. but then even the CGI for it is it was very low budget, which is so strange because we know how successful the Witcher shows have been. 
to not put the budget in. like originally they even sh- were going to do six episodes and then they shortened it to four. And I think that's because the story didn't work out. It was just boring. So they thought if they could squish it down to four, they could make it more interesting. That at least that's my that's my take on it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, mean, I don't think that worked. I will. <laughs> I don't think it worked I will. Either. I will see to Jen on this one of like, yes, it can be a like a pre, you know, like big, like great ancestor or whatever. I will like see that I would be fine with it or whatever. If I could look at this monster and tell you where in the fuck it came from, like what it is the ancestor to, but I can't, Mm. I cannot identify a single aspect on this monster that makes any sense to something we know today, except that like it flies. So maybe it's an ancestor to like a flying thing. That's all <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> like, yeah, it's but it's not, it's not Griffin. Like it's not dragon. Like it's not, I mean, you can go through the whole list. It's not like any of those other things. It, what it really feels like is, Hey, you know, it would be a lot easier is if we could just make our own monster. So we don't have to, abide by the laws of what we know these other monsters are limited by or whatever when they could have just thought of a fiend like ben did and it still would have worked out fine yeah it would have worked out better (laughs) yeah it would have worked out better so yeah so there's the whole there's the whole monster dilemma um i mean there's also the whole like thing with the elves and the elven society being at its height and yet everybody is living in squalor and starving that's a little bit weird so for the I, for those of you who have seen at least an episode of this what jen go ahead and chime in i was going to ask like what other things about this would you have changed okay so the one thing that i would have changed is not have it start with dandelion or yaskir mm-hmm. because if it is just some random chick telling some random dude the tale of the seven the fandom can just go well that's just not canon it doesn't matter so therefore the series can still be made you can still have all the fun things that you see going on but guess what who who is this lady to tell us anything so right it it just doesn't matter right you're saying that it ties it it ties it to the lore because we've got dandelion or yaskir there yeah yeah so take him out of it and then it doesn't tie to the lore at all and uh, it can still be its art piece see the really unfortunate uh part about all this as well is that season three is going to come around and we're going to have to listen to yaskier sing a song about this damn show because he's going to tell the story of the seven because of this show because you they know tied what? him into it it's probably going to be the most catchy song he will have for the season too oh no oh boy i'm all right so at what point this is a fun question right at but... what point in season three like what will be the situation where yaskir talks about the blood origin story or sings the song like is there like a moment where like everybody needs everybody needs like dump i don't want i have a feeling i know what's probably what it's going to be and it's going to do with those flipping spires again or whatever they call the monolith 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 yeah mm-hmm. it's going to create one of those you know flying laser shooting thing wait so we're gonna see whatever. wait wait are, I you're saying that probably what it's going to happen that's why they're going to have connect the two i, oh, I no. bet you that's what they're going to do and then dana line's like 
oh, I know about that thing. And so, tell Geralt, hey, this is how you kill it. So in season three, they come across one of the monoliths and then for some reason, a portal opens up and the beast, another one of these beast monsters comes out and Dandelion's like, Geralt, I got this one. I know how to beat it. You just throw a giant stone sword at its face. God damn it. <laughs> tell me, tell me that I'm wrong, that I'm like, that's, that's. Probably I'm going to tell you you're wrong, but go ahead. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I really, what would be just the best way for them to even just slightly tie these shows together is for them to be on their trek that, you know, should take seven months, but ends up taking 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> and Dandelion's talking with uh, Geralt and he just goes, you know, have you ever heard the, the tale of the seven? And Geralt just goes, shut the hell up. I don't care. Oh, yes, that's please. That would be great. That would be absolutely great. Uh, unfortunately, that's not going to oh, happen wow. because I know that they've made the song. So, so he'll instead he'll say, let me sing you the song of the seven girl. And he goes, oh, another song. Great. <laughs> Jen, what, what do you think will happen? Do you have an idea? I don't like the fact that Ben's response seems so plausible. <laughs> yeah, I totally think we might get. I mean, we're we're gonna get weirder and weirder you. monsters. We've already been getting weird monsters in season two. They've got like weird monsters coming in that are just like on the boundaries of like connected. Like, oh, it's a scolopendromorph, whatever that is, because we've never actually seen one, right? So they're just kind of making jumps. Um, no, I think I think you're right. I here's here's what I was thinking was we end up with like a really really dark moment for Geralt, and he's just like really doubting. Like he loses Siri and Siri's off somewhere. He can't find her. Some, something right, and he's feeling really bad. And then Danny Lyons like, listen, Geralt, I'll cheer you up. This is the song of the seven, <laughs> and then he, it motivates him to get back up and go back out no. there, pick himself up by his bootstraps. I see and I'm probably giving him too much credit at this point with this one um, but my thought on it was that like they're going to start getting into the, the obviously the more political aspect of things and like the the you know that whole like the the reason with the elves wanting Siri because now they know that she's uh, she's elder blood um, and they're going to be like pursuing her is that it'll what the hell just, just got double crow <laughs> we got two crows crow, crow oh now he's back to normal okay. all right well um, weird. sorry go on Tasty. we're good yeah like, no that was my bad i started what? yeah, he's yeah you said, he says now. silence I back. and i was like no i was talking i was talking buddy what are you talking about <laughs> No. Um, no, for me, I made the joke about Geralt telling Yaskier to shut the hell up and like it lagged. So all of you guys were just staring at the camera saying nothing. I was like, wow, that joke fell flat. Wow. No, I, guys are I immediately rude. jumped on that. I just want you to know. So don't, don't feel bad. Um, no. Uh, where was I? No, just basically it was going to be like a, oh, like here's the lore dump on Lara Doran now because that's part of it um so like i imagine that this is gonna be when they start getting into the 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 elder blood stuff more intensely and they're gonna link it back with yaskier so who knows 
Mm. Yeah, it doesn't look good, does it? Well, we'll keep our hopes up. Maybe things will change. I don't know that they will. You know what? This is how they make the season three better. Just have a game of Gwent. (laughs) Just an entire episode where Geralt's like, I really should get on the back on the path, but do you happen to play Gwent? (laughs) Honestly, the whole the whole damn season could be just uh, a different Gwent game each episode, and that's it. And it um, honestly would probably turn out better than what we're expecting to get at this point so what if we just have a game show that's like gwent hosted by yaskier and like people come on the show and compete at gwent it'd be like you remember remember when uh when poker was like all the rage texas hold'em was like a real big thing on tv and everyone was like super into it well, like, they still like share that stuff on but it, it went through they still show it but it went through like this period where it was like super popular and then kind of settled down <laughs> are you looking at the comments yeah Tuesday? look at the comments they'll yeah. even ruin they'll gwent. even ruin gwent <laughs> oh, oh no oh man gwent tournaments man i bet the, uh that would, that would be amazing i'd watch that oh god not the fever dream musical episode <laughs> <laughs> we have a musical episode everybody sings that's when we get the song of the seven. Yeah, that's the song of the seven. Yeah, there you go. There Funny, you, go. They, you say that I can totally see that happening just because how the show's been going. Having something with Yaskier, having it, you know. Oh, like Yaskier gets hit I over the head. I totally see it. I can see it. And then and he just imagines oh. like Geralt singing and dancing. Can you imagine? Can you imagine him on the set? Of you know, like Henry Cavill on, on the set, and they're like, and he's like, "Are you serious? This is I have to sing and dance. This never happens in the books." And they're like, "Henry, just do the, just do the, just do the scene." <laughs> he's like, "No," and that's why he left. Season he three off. is normally where they put the musical episode in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, could be a thing. Well, guys, any other thoughts on this? We're getting close to the end of the show. Any other thoughts on Blood Origin or what you would have done differently? Or or let's, I mean, we could even get creative here. How did they not make this mistake again? I, mean, I think the simple answer is stick to the lore, but they've already gone off that. So, like, no, what's the next the, best thing? The simple answer, honestly, um, keep ruining it keep ruining the show so that nobody watches it and you therefore will not be able to make it anymore um because that's the path that we're heading towards at this point that's the only solution is to hope that eventually it's just yeah no we don't have like nobody's not enough people are watching it and we no longer have the funding to to make the show and then then netflix sells it to hbo Um, and then hbo makes it and it's awesome again and it'll be incredible (laughs) and if they redo it have the cdpr team come in oh my god yeah if you if you just replaced all the writers story. with the cdpr writers done. they could totally because they've already done they basically already done this by writing the the first three witcher games they pulled inspiration from the books and they stuck with the lore very well i mean they changed some things but they stuck with it pretty well in order to create their own alternate take on some of those stories. In fact, some of the stories sort of repeat, even though it's later in the timeline. Technically, if you string it together with the books, it doesn't really make sense. But they but if you took that same concept and did that with the show, 
it might actually work. Ben's full of these really great ideas tonight. What do you guys think? CDPR, can they, could they fix it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they could do it. I mean, didn't they, just was it CDPR in the, <laughs> didn't some of the writers from CDPR work on edge runners? I don't know. I did they? Yeah. Uh, did they? yeah Separate good. team. Yeah. Yeah. Still CDPR. Not the Witcher team. No, but CDPR in general. I mean, they seem to do a good job hiring their writers. Like, I mean, you have to give them that, right? Like the stories that they, they actually show us in the games, the way things play out, even the multiple choices, even if you make different choices, they all still feel true to the universe. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel broken. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to do the path where Geralt acts like a white knight because that's what he does in the books. Okay, great. That feels right. But if you don't do that, it still still fits. It just feels like a different take. So, all right. CDPR, if you're listening, go uh, go get jobs at Netflix. Netflix, if you're listening, hire them. But then we'll get the next Witcher game will get delayed. Is that worth it? Which one? All of them. There's three. <laughs> All of well, the ones that they're working on in house, the main one. So, I mean, they're technically all in house. Aren't they uh, separate teams? Isn't there like one of them that they're, at least well, that's they're a, all separate teams, but they're all CDPR. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they they hired other. Yeah, I don't know. We, we can get into the. We'll have to look that up. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the episode. You guys have any other last minute thoughts on this? Nothing else. All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. I'm glad you guys were here. You had some really cool insights into how to make something not as terrible. Um, ben, let's start with you. Ben, you got anything else going on you want to share? Ways people can reach out? Of course. You can find me on Twitter and the Robots Radio at uh, Ben of Tamaria. You, um, you will also find me on Twitch at Ben of Tamaria, where I will stream both of my shows, the Holocron History, Star Wars Canon versus Legends, to where we take a deep dive into the Star Wars lore, and my other show, the Wizarding World Lorecast, to where we take a deep dive in all things Wizarding World and Harry Potter. And with the new game coming out next week, expect me to probably start streaming a more. Awesome. Yeah, go check that stuff out. Thanks, Ben. Jen? You're I, hey. <laughs> oh, I too have two shows on the network. I am one half of the Two Girls, One Ship podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And you can also find me on the Cyberpunk Lorecast with my co-host, Toasty, where we explore the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk. Awesome. Yeah, all of those shows you can check out at robotsradio.net. So if you are like, well, where are the names of the shows again? Just go to the website, scroll around, you'll find them. They're right there. You click on them and go listen to them. Well, thanks for joining us, Jen. Crow, you got anything else going on? Anything you want to share? Uh, well, for the last like 10 or 15 minutes, I've definitely just been here in spirit because my internet is unstable at the moment. Uh, been trying to do my best, but uh, yeah, nothing too much still staying a fly guy uh i'm crow of Velen in the discord and one last little sign off is uh i think we should get a witcher dating show so we can get back to the topic of banging monsters like a, a date, dating monsters show like you're pairing people up with monsters to go on dates it's all fair game oh weird that's that's also part of uh yes fever dream in the song episode 
just have Genesis do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Crow, just DM me after the show. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> you start with vampires and then you move further and further away from humans until you end up with just like who knows what. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Crow. <laughs> Toasty, what you got going uh, on? Well, like Jin said, uh, I am co-host on the Cyberpunk Lorecast and I also do the... Uh, the Cyberpunk Red live play podcast, uh, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk apostrophe D, um, if you're into stuff like that. So. Yeah, go check that stuff out, too. And all that stuff can be found at robotsradio.net, my other shows as well. So if you're into all sorts of different lore stuff, just go check stuff out if you're looking for more shows. Lots of great stuff on the network. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. This has been super fun. We will see our patrons again at the end of next month, but we will see all of you guys in chat. Thank you for being here in next week. So come join us again next monday we'll be earlier we do these shows with our patrons later in the evening so that more people have a chance to join us but toasty and i'll be back probably around four or five o'clock on monday next week so we'll see you then and until then stay safe on the path we'll see you guys later bye everybody Thanks for tuning in to The Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.